Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. I'm your host, Max Mosier, here. Grateful to be with you on a midweek episode. Thanks for checking us out. You can see us on theinfinitybros.com and everywhere that podcasts are listened to. I'm here with my co-host today, one of the other five bros that are on this show regularly, Infinity Bro Mark. Mark, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad I can tickle the ears of the Infinity Bros universe once again. It's good to be back. It's great to be back on a Disney Plus MCU series. This seems to be one of the hot ticket items for our show, as you and I have gone, as we would say, deep into the weeds with WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I sense that that is the route we will be going on this episode, just after watching one episode of the show. That's correct. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I love that you just let me hang in there. I'm just trying to save as much time since we've consolidated our time so, you know, can't go too far in the weeds in the beginning. I want to wait for the meat of the show to really go into the weeds. That's okay. That's okay. We will get the ball rolling early so our new listeners, who I hope are listening for the first time, can enjoy this episode. And I'm sure people are thinking a lot about this episode because I think it opens a lot of things up. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about our full expectations of what this show could be from our perspective. We're going to break down this episode we will give a non-spoiler review on the front, so until you hear a spoiler warning, we will not spoil any details of this show. You have our word on oh, that. What? Um, and then at oh. the end, we will end with our top five of this show, moments of this show, excuse me. So you'll want to stick around to the end and hang out with us. Uh, but we hope that if this is your first time that you enjoy us and enjoy our breakdowns because we just love this series as much as you probably do. It's probably why you're looking for podcasts too chew on with this and mark to start real quick i'd love to make sure people are familiar with our rating system that we're going to discuss and reference when we talk about things so i'm going to go ahead and put that bumper right here here on the infinity bros podcast everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale zero meaning horrible and six meaning absolutely excellent if all of the infinity bros rank something a six it gets an infinity snap Mark, tell the audience uh, from your perspective, what is your expectation of this show and what was your rating of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision? You can be brief on that, but what is your expectation of this show coming into the third Disney Plus series and how have you felt so far with all these Disney Plus series? Oh, I've loved all the Disney Plus series for Marvel. Um, you know, hopefully they've been knocking them out of the park. Um, I kind of expect this, this specific series to kind of set up or, you know, tickle the fans about the new Big Bad. That's kind of what I got after this episode one. Um, my ratings of, like, the first two series as a whole, I'd probably give it them both sixes. So, What is your expectation from your perspective of this series, too? Because this one was kind of the enigma I felt of the three. WandaVision, we had a clear understanding. Just kidding. It was completely abstract. But we had an understanding that it was going to be <laughs> Wanda processing something through this medium of television, whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier was going to be this buddy, you know, cross-country adventure. It obviously explored other things that some people weren't aware of, we were aware of on this show. Like, what are your expectations of this show as it deals with time travel and a character that is essentially thrust from... 2010 that we're right back to where that Loki was versus the growth and progression we saw him in the other Thor movies and the uh, Infinity War series. Um, I feel like this series just after episode one is going to be an allegory of how personal growth and fighting with your inner demons is going to play out because obviously we get Loki from Avengers basically just transplanted into you know the time variance um, and having to see this Loki grow versus you know we can't be, like it took me probably 10 minutes to really you know process it hey this isn't the loki at endgame or infinity war this is loki right after the avengers so it's like he's not going to be the same um that we expected and he kind of got to grow he's, he's gonna grow from there brief uh, reviews wandavision i gave a three out of six and falcon and the winter soldier i give a five out five out of six you can check out those reviews on previous episodes my expectations are very similar i think this is going to be I love the way you praised it, an allegory for Loki. I also would add on, I think this is the major setup for everything coming down the line. 
I think this is how you tie in every single property that's coming past this with Kang the Conqueror coming in Ant-Man, with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, with Spider-Man, No Way Home, and all the crazy rumors we've heard about that. I even think properties like Shang-Chi and just these other new characters coming down the line are going to be included in this as well. And I'm really pumped about it. We got a lot of other things we got to talk about that we unfortunately would be spoiling if we did so. So we're going to go ahead and quick give our non-spoiler reviews of episode one. And I will go first as I talk about this. And I'm going to give this episode a five out of six. I thought this was a very strong episode. I've heard a lot of people say that this is the strongest Disney Plus season opener that they've had so far. I would agree with that, but my standards are still significantly high with everything. And I'm also a little damaged with how I thought WandaVision went. And so I am holding back from giving this a full six out of six. There was a ton also of exposition in this episode. And I know a lot of people liked it because there were Easter eggs and it kind of set the layout of how this is going to go. However, from my perspective, there was still just a little more I would have liked. Some of the beats were very easy to see. Some were, were new and, and crazy, but the stage is set down the line for this series to be fantastic. I still think this show is great. Tom Hiddleston is knocking it out of the park. Tons of other actors and actresses we're going to talk about in our non-spoiler, uh, in, in our spoiler portion, excuse me, that we'll reference as well as trivia. But uh, from my perspective, that is my rating of this episode so far, and I'm pretty pumped for the next five episodes of this as well. Mark, what is your rating of episode one? I would also give it a five out of six, because I just felt like there was a lot of... I mean, it had to have it had to happen. Just kind of catch this Loki up, but just a lot of like repeat of what we've already seen, um, just as an audience member. But yeah, like tons of exposition, tons. I feel like you know little things that this, at this point it has to be the producer or director had to like legit do stuff on purpose, not WandaVision people who are like, oh well, that we didn't know that existed. Weird coincidence. Um, but definitely. Calvinist beliefs exist in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Clearly, everything is set to happen as it should. And if you try to touch it, you will be killed. <laughs> it feels a little spoilery, but I like it and I accept that. That's very funny. So uh, that is our non-spoiler review of this episode. If you're somebody who is just curious what our thoughts were going into it or you were on the fence about watching it, please hear this as us saying we really are excited about this series as well. We're going to go ahead and jump into spoilers, talk about potential spoilers and trivia. That's why we're holding out uh, some of the information we're going to share in that portion because there's kind of a lot of spoilers that were happening behind the scenes for this in um, how this whole thing was being built. So we didn't want to spoil that on the front end. So this is your final spoiler warning for Loki episode one. This is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Order. All right, Mark, we got a lot of things we got to talk about with this. Um, first, I, do we want to just <laughs> do we want to talk about the big, big elephant? In the uh, room I think for the next 40 minutes, <laughs> Mephisto is back on the table, boys. <laughs> OK, so here's what was OK. I know what you're going to start with. We're going to talk about Isaac's review. In a, I'm going to give Infinity Bro Isaac's review here in a second. But okay. Mephisto is is totally back on the table. I don't believe anything they're saying. I'm with you, Mark. I don't believe that they haven't talked about Mephisto. There's, again, we're, we're, we're right back to this same conversation point. We've said it on this show for so long. Marvel, if you're not going to tease, if you're not going to do Mephisto, oh, let me start over. Marvel, if you're not going to do Mephisto, then stop putting satanic, devil-like things in every scene. Please. Oh, no, no, but, but in this, I agree with you, Max, but in this episode, when Owen Wilson's character goes to the French boy to be like, hey, what did you see? And then he points to the stained glass of the devil, and and who else could that possibly be, Marvel? Screw you. Yeah, I, I think it's, again, it doesn't necessarily mean Mephisto is going to be in it. Like, I believe it is a viable theory. I think it's ridiculous that people are tagging me on Twitter right now, going, ha, 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 he's not going to be in it. It's like, stop. They're putting it out there. This is a totally viable theory. And these directors are acting like we're crazy for even insinuating that it could be a thing. It's just wild. It's it's baloney. But 
Yeah, that's the elephant in the room. We had to get that out of the way. So if you, if you listen to this show for a long time, you know that Mark and I have been big advocates, uh, or as Mark would say, Mephisto's advocates, uh, that he should be in this series anyway, just in the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. This comes from Isaac Edland, Isaac Callistic, one of the Infinity Bros. Dang, bro. Loki's going to be the best Disney Plus show yet. Episode one was great. We're going we're going to get some amazing character development in a character that was already pretty fleshed out. Episode one was the best premiere of all the Disney Plus shows we've seen. Six for six for Loki, episode one. Forgive my cat meowing in the background. This is the first Marvel Studios um, villain-centric project, Mark. Screen Rant reported that in 2020 of May that uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Clark Gregg may have inadvertently spoiled that Disney Plus Loki TV series has already been renewed for a second season. So that's kind of a two-for-one spoiler. One, that we're probably getting a second season, which I already, after watching this, don't know how they're not going to go past this season. You can't blow all of this up in six episodes, right? Well, and the whole thing, you know, with it being time travel is legitimately he could exist, travel through time, just like, you know, Legends of Tomorrow or like Umbrella Academy. And literally at the end, when they're like, oh, we're ready to wrap it up, you just place him right back where he needs to be. Not only that, but that basically spoils that Clark Gregg is going to be in this series in some capacity. For me, when they're showing Loki's greatest hits, air quotes, so when Owen Wilson's char character Mobius is showing all these things that happened in Loki's arc up to this point, and Clark Gregg got a very centric moment there, I felt like he's going to come back in some capacity. It kind of felt like in Falcon and the Winter Soldier when Wakanda kept getting brought up. You're like, okay, Wakanda's going to show up here. Is that where we're going to get Agent Coulson being brought up the whole, you know, the next four episodes and finally show up in episode well, six? Well, and I wonder how much they're going to talk about in that series. They messed with time too, right? So, I mean, I, I wonder how much he'll get brought up for that. Yeah. But Michael Waldron was brought in as the showrunner due to his work on the adventure comedy Rick and Morty. I This was really interesting too. So Emergency Awesome pointed this out when I watched a recap video of his uh, today how <laughs> the Citadel of Ricks in Rick and Morty was based off of, you know, the Citadel of Reeds from Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. And now, essentially, they're referencing Rick and Morty in this time variance authority because there's some things that are just, like, referencing Rick and Morty, right? And so now it's essentially become this paradox of references. Like, what? where did the reference start? I just thought that was interesting. You did not share that. You you just you just hung me out to dry there just now. You just like looked at me. Like you didn't even like give me a nah, you didn't give me a huh, you didn't give me anything. I said yep. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like what do you want from me here? I don't know what you want me to say. You were I don't want you to be like, oh, that's pretty cool. That. I want you to be like, that's really stupid. That it's it's okay, Max. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know, I'm not, I don't know either at this point. Max is now mad, everybody, because I did, you know, pat him on the back, telling him good boy. And this is really odd, too. Uh, so rather than reading Marvel Comics to prepare for Just the right role of Agent thing, Mobius, see? Owen Wilson had Tom Hiddleston explain the entire MCU to him. Like, this is kind of this 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 breaks my heart to hear that Owen Wilson didn't didn't watch the MCU up to this point. I don't know. I don't know his life. Some people just, you know, don't have the time to watch movies. Whatever, dog. You know better than that. I, I don't know. Yeah, you got to take that up with Owen Wilson. I don't know. I, I, I guess I just wouldn't, See if we get I wouldn't him on the podcast. him as a cinematic snob. Given his career, I would not have pegged him as that. Are you telling me Starsky and Hutch isn't an elite movie? No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, okay. This is me well, on then, record oh. saying that Starsky and Hutch is not an elite movie, guys. Okay, well then maybe you got a point. Yeah, there. that's fair. This stars Tom Hiddleston as Loki, Owen Wilson as Mobius and Mobius, Gugu Mbatha-Ra as Ravona, Ravana Renslayer. I butchered Ravana Renslayer, but not her name. You are so concerned about butchering the names, and then you butcher the comic book I know, name. That's hilarious. I I wrote that down. I had notes on that. Uh, Wunmi Masaku plays Hunter B-15, and Erica Coleman plays Florence Schaffner. John Levine, John Levine as Paperwork Clerk, and Aaron Boehner as The Robot Scanner. Eugene Cordero as Casey, I thought was hilarious. Great clip. He uh, was in The Good Place. He plays the brother of one of the main characters in that. And I just think that actor is hilarious. I think he needs to be getting more roles. 
And then very interesting is Tara Strong as Miss Minute Mark, playing the cartoon clock. And she is, I mean, you're a very big fan of Harley Quinn. That's a pretty big get, I think, for you and for Marvel, right? Like, I mean, that's that's like HOF in regards to cartoon voices. Oh, yeah, for voice actors. For sure, she's no problem on the Mount Rushmore of voice acting. Whoa. Which then leads to... If Tara Strong is the voice of this character that's on, like, you know, the clip that it kind of explains the TVA, that means she's probably, you know, a real person or robot, maybe. I don't know. Um, you know, in this TVA world. Let, let's talk about this, because I think now we're, we're, we've been itching to talk about specific details. So let's let's lock into these. So we start with this series starting with essentially Loki's ending in Endgame, and we get a... Very condensed version of what happens in that New York scene where he essentially gets the Tesseract and goes to another part of the of the globe. He gets caught by the Minutemen, and we right away get to see these guys do some crazy things. They hit them with their weapon, and it slows him down to 1 16th speed, and everything else is normal. What did you think of that? That was some good camera work, I thought. It's like, I want to know how they were able to... Like, obviously, they probably laid you know, the video on top of each other. But it just seemed pretty cool that someone had to think of that and then figure out how to film it. I thought it was also a sweet detail that he felt every painful second of that. I was like, that is messed up. And I like this concept of the Minutemen, too, that they've kind of been doing things behind the scenes. Are we going to find out, Mark, you think that... Because they, like, you know, they they set their little... I forget what it was called. The, the, the thing that was essentially resetting the timeline. Their time ring or whatever. I don't remember. I what forget what called. the weapon is called. I just, thought, I just thought it was like it's a time ring, like a sling ring for uh, the wizards, time ring for the timekeepers. Sure, I was I was talking more about the 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 device they set on the ground that when they were leaving was resetting oh, the timeline. Um, the re- yeah, I don't remember what they called it, but yeah, it was the the reset. Yeah, the resetter. We'll call it the resetter just for the sake of our dialogue. I I, I was fascinated with that. Like, how many times have they used that before in the MCU? Has this been seen before? Has Have our characters experienced this and they don't even know they've experienced this? I wonder if that's going to come back into play in other things. Like, I wonder if that has to do with why certain characters, such as the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, aren't known, right? Like, this kind of delves to me more into the Fantastic Four range. They would be the group to kind of hang out in this kind of realm personally. And again, I'm getting in the weeds, but th- this just puts another uh, layer okay, of a let's, potential let's, way you let's can let's answer this question. go into this really quick. When we're watching, when he's, when Loki is in this, like, waiting room, and he finally see like, the TV goes on explaining the TVA, and they kind of, like, short, quickly explain the timeline and the multiverse and whatever, are we to believe that we, that they currently are in the multiverse, and it's all connected into one timeline? Yeah. Right? Like, it's, the multiverse is already happening, so, I mean, get, it's going farther into the weeds. So when Doctor Strange does Multiverse of Madness, is he, he's obviously breaking these streams apart, or something has happened at the end of this episode that breaks the multiverse. Well, and not only that, but what that revelation shows, because you're, you're talking about the future, but let's talk about the past real quick in this MCU arc. It's all the same. The, uh, fair, fair, very fair point. <laughs> the other thing that was eye-opening here is they are clearly going into Secret Wars. That's the direction Avengers 5 is, guys. We, we got that answer today. And that was mind-blowing to me, that they were talking about timelines battling each other and essentially having to rip them apart and make them one timeline. There is no question in my mind we're going to see a Secret Wars movie in the next five to six years. Maybe maybe longer just like for the sake of timeline purposes of making these movies, but that's the next buildup, right? With You have Kang from Quantumania. You have the crap going on in Spider-Man. You have the crap going on in Doctor Strange. I mean, the, the Nexus points. I mean, we, we got to talk about that too, Mark. Another, yeah, another Nexus drop. That's the second show. Nexus drop, and you know that Doctor Strange is going to make some form of a reference to that. We learned that Scarlet Witch is a Nexus being, which means she is essentially stronger than an Infinity Stone. She can change the timeline herself, and they probably aren't going to do anything about it because that's her specific individual power right well i mean this probably is leading like you said secret wars and we just got the first glimpse of it about the timelines fighting against each other um let's just say this scarlet witch creates a new timeline 
Loki creates a new timeline. Kang creates a new timeline in um, Ant-Man because he's able to do that. And that's how you branch off and probably bring in other characters that haven't been in the Marvel Universe we have been before. And Secret Wars combines the multiverse back together. So from your perspective, you look at this as, okay, maybe X-Men are just going to come from another universe and then be combined in our universe. Well, I mean, I kind of made it somewhat clear that it that used to ha- that did happen in the combined the universes. That means they probably picked and choose the, the three wat- watchers or whatever they call them, the timekeepers. Yeah. So I'm assuming something similar might happen, and that's how Eternals get involved too, where it's like, okay, well, now we got to get involved because the time's all effed up, and probably the Keepers got killed or something. Like, Kang probably killed them or something. Yeah, you're And then Galactus great... is like, hey, I want to kill everyone. And then, you know, Eternals are like, hey, we can actually help now because TVA was keeping us back from actually helping. So from your perspective, you think the Eternals were more held back by the TVA than we think? I think that's another thing we got from this is like, because, yeah, that was an issue. It's like, oh, we've waited, so, you know, we, we've never intervened until now, and everyone gave that crap. I gave a crap. It's like, what, pff, Thanos destroying half the universe wasn't good enough? Well, clearly they told us in this first episode that everything was meant to happen. Maybe this is how they got their mind wiped in all of it. Because the question in all of our minds has been, where were you during Infinity War and Endgame in essentially the biggest event in the timeline up to that point? Maybe they weren't supposed to intervene. Maybe that's because they have inside knowledge on the TVA where they're like, hey, you can't intervene or we're going to have to, we'll just keep resetting you. Or they don't know about the T. Yeah, or I was going to say, or they don't know about the TVA and then the TVA just like, nah, we're resetting you and you get to wait or, it out Or that happened too, yeah. Because the Avengers have Very to be true. the one to stop this. And and obviously we get the answer too, and we'll talk about the recap of this show too, guys, but we get the answer, obviously, Mark, of the Avengers going back in time. Because that was the very first thing I thought when they started talking about I all these like, rules. Wait a yeah, second. Yeah, I was like, time out, time out, time out. You got a big problem. You better address it right now because if not, there are going to be a lot of angry nerds on the internet. And I, what did you think? Did you think the answer was good enough of from their perspective of, nope, the Avengers had to do it. That's why they could break the rule. Well, it's not necessarily break. There's no rule breaking about time travel because at the end of the episode, they're like, oh, it's another time travel device from the early 13th or uh, what was it? Third, 300th decade right, or whatever. Yeah. So like the year 3000. So clearly the TVA knows time. Tra- people figure out time travel and it's meant to happen. So I think that's like just going back to Calvinist belief. <laughs> if you're one of these people. <laughs> That everything is, they literally, the ti- the three, are they called the timekeepers? Like three beings or whatever, the celestials or whatever they call them? I'll figure that out. Have literally dictated what is all happening. And if it deviates from that, that's when the, these people come in and reset the timeline. They are called the timekeepers. That is correct. Yeah. So, so yeah, I can believe it because like, hey, they, they pretty much soft tossed it to you. They didn't make it any more complicated. So I can buy it. I'm I'm in on it. This to me was really great job by Michael Waldron. He had a task in this, not only as he's one of the people credited for this, but for creating this, excuse me, but he wrote this and he had to land these rules correctly for a multitude of reasons. The biggest one, in my opinion, was Endgame. Because if you're going to talk about time travel, you've got to talk about how that was able to work and none of these guys got in the way or maybe they were watching but not doing anything. And again, this this gets to the Eternals and now we'll add TVA to that group of like, man, there are all these other people doing stuff. What were all these other people doing? And, and we're, we're getting answers. I thought it was also very meta how the commercial was talking about, you know, the timekeepers are the ones that build the narrative, Mark. I thought that was really interesting that they were talking about specific narratives. I'm like, yep. man, that's a very, very good way to reference Kevin Feige. I wonder if they're going to – I would love it if one of the timekeepers was Kevin Feige. I think that would be great. He, he'd be so funny <laughs> be, to have him be, be that actor. I think that would be – Him and uh, and who's the other one? Louis Esposito. Yeah, Louis Esposito. Esposito. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe and Ryan Coogler, Maybe one of the Russo brothers. Oh, or, yeah. Oh, Coogler would be great. Too. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be funny just to have like a hodgepodge of really, really big. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I love it. I just I thought that was very, very meta of it. Um, what did you think of this feel in this aesthetic in this? Oh, a very like um, very 80s. Se- late se- I was going to say like, yeah, late 70s, early 80s, futuristic, like aesthetic. Like, you know, I'm watching. Um, oh, what's the show? Soylent Green, where they're talking about the future. And, like, you know, everything's still very 70s-esque, 
but like trying to be futuristic. That's what it felt like to me. I loved it. I did too. And I, I thought the look was perfect for what they're trying to do here. These characters that are the timekeepers are clearly not human. They were created for this purpose, we find out. And I thought they had to be quirky. But created in human image, which, I, you know, it's another thing. Food for thought. When the timekeepers look like lizards, as Loki points <laughs> There are a out. lot of weird biblical references in this that aren't normally as in your face as I would say most MCU things are. But I think that was just Waldron's style on this one. And we find out, Mark, we, t- we talked about this too, but the sacred timeline. How do you feel about there being one sacred singular timeline? Do you buy that right now? Because you're one of the biggest proponents for like multiverses really work. I'm not in that camp as much as you are. But I know for you, D- the DC Universe, that's your big push. I couldn't help but think that here, Mark. I was like, oh, is, is Marvel now in a race to kind of monopolize that story arc as well not 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 that they're like competing against dc but more so from their perspective of saying yeah we need to get one of these time one of these timeline arcs going well and they're i think they're going to do a good job explaining it and how you know instead of taking it you know hey we're going to take fantastic four from this you know basically all the superheroes that they didn't have pre-fox and just how do you bring them all back or how do you bring them in and like i kind of said before is i think each coming up movie, even Spider-Man's going to have a multiverse split. Something's happening because of the, you know, the snap. Two snaps, really. Um, and then this, and maybe Loki, you know, this will we'll find out in Lo- this Loki series where, hey, maybe there's something bigger that, you know, the timekeepers can't control anymore. And, you know, you have villains out there. Like, they've already said King the Conqueror is going to be in Ant-Man. So it's like, hey, there's another being that's able to change the timeline and have kind of powers to do that like the timekeepers do and then you know going back to nexus you know galactus is a nexus being so i'm sure he has some abilities that can affect this well in ravona renslayer she she's a lover of kang the conqueror in the comics like there it is that's such a huge reference there that not many people who are aren't familiar with comic books are going to know i just I just see that the direction they're going is becoming more clear, Mark, and I'm actually way more into it than I thought I was going to be at this point. And even when, I mean, they, this is jumping ahead towards the end of the episode, but when you get the reveal that, hey, these Infinity Stones are just paperweights to these people, that's a huge moment of like, we are totally letting go of what was just happening, guys. In our minds as viewers, those were the six um, MacGuffins. Those were the six things that, if you have them, you're you're in business. And now, in this air quotes world or corner of this universe, as we'll have to call it, or quantum realm, yeah, quantum realm, whatever you want to call it, this it changes that game completely. And so now, how do you defeat these kind of guys? Like the, to me, there's no way the TVA doesn't become the villain at the end of this, right? Like Loki's new journey, it looks like is going to be to beat these guys. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm not, I'm not in that camp yet. There's not been enough where I'm thinking, like, the TVAs, the bad people. I knew with, uh, um, what's her name? Something Slayer. I knew she was, you know, partnered up with King and Conqueror, but she's actually, like, you know, they're a couple. That would kind of explain. Like, I just feel like that's how you kind of, like, end the series is King kind of shows up. or so. I, I don't know. Well, and I wonder, too, is this going to be... I'm open the air for this. It's like, there's so many different avenues you could go with this because it's a timeline and time travel series, so... Is this going to be Loki teaming up with himself? Like, we look at this from the audience right now. We're like, oh, he's going to fight himself. No, it's... I, like, I don't... I, okay, yeah. So, at the end of the series, they're like, oh, we're chasing down Loki. I don't think Loki... A different version... Different variant of Loki is the villain. I think that's the red herring going on right Well, and that... And it, it seems very clear and obvious to me. One of the safest bets you can make in all of this is that Sofia Martino is probably playing Lady Loki. And, I, and I'm not mad that I know that. I, I think that works. It's fine. She's credited as five episodes, by the way, too. So we're probably going to find out next episode where she's at in all this. Unless there's a secret seventh episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the secret seventh episode, just like in WandaVision. Or was it Falcon and Lunar Soldier? Which which show was that that we thought that there was going to be a secret episode? Oh, uh, Falcon and Lunar Soldier. Because yeah. there's only six yeah. episodes. There's going to be seven episodes. Well, that would have been nuts. <laughs> would have been dumb. Would have been dumb. Um, 
What did you think of Loki watching his greatest hits, Mark? We we referenced it earlier, but he has this really great conversation. I want to talk about Mobius separately. Well, a bit, but what did you think yeah, of this? But, this basically Loki in the course of ten minutes got caught up on his whole MCU arc up to this point. Well, really, his his greatest hits because his greatest hits is what he's actually done. You know, in quotations, was up to Avengers. That I was just like, okay, he. I mean, he's just like reveling in what he's done, but the last half when he comes you know when there's that whole sequence where he's like escaping but comes back to that room where uh mobius is showing him you know his life and he goes back and like sees the rest of his greatest hits that was heartbreaking where you could see like i think that's in and that's definitely in the spot where he figures out that hey i'm just gonna help out because clearly you know both my parents die and then I end up just getting killed by Thanos, who I literally just got an army from. So I thought that that whole sequence is pretty cool. In my book. I really, really love th- one of the great highlights of this show is how they chose not to hand wave what had happened, which I think would have been a very easy thing to do. And instead, they leaned into it. Yes, some of us had seen it. And yes, it was a recap for our new watchers or listeners to this show. I really, really think that Walden did a great job on that, and I, I've, I tip my hat to Marvel. I think it would have been easy to hand wave it, and they didn't. Mark, did you see the potential Easter egg when Loki steals the um, time button thing that he puts the necklace on um, on uh, Ravona Renslayer? And he's like messing with her, and and then he he runs and he escapes, and they're chasing him through him throughout the the facility. And did you see the potential Easter egg that some people on Reddit are freaking out about? Which one? There is a scene where he's running in a hallway, and then all of a sudden, one of the Minutemen uh, doors opens up, one of those square door, doors from their portal, and two people walk out. Were you able to see that by chance? Was that the scroll one? No, the scroll was at, in the beginning when he first got there. No, there was a man and a woman, and some people are speculating that that was Peggy Carter. And that Peggy Carter, and if you look at the clip, I will attach the clip in the show notes, people. It's in the show notes right now. They're saying it's Peggy Carter. They're saying Peggy Carter is a member of the Time Variance Authority, and that is how we're going to get Steve Rogers back, is what some people are are seeing. So I thought you had seen that, Mark, but I I must have not. I I missed that part. I'll have to go back and watch that. um... After, After WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier... Those things aren't happening. I just think it's fun to see them and go, oh, that might be it. It's really probably not, but it's fun to speculate and talk about it. What do you think about Mobius's character? Obviously, he's got a very detective vibe going to him. We see him engaging the scene in the church with the kid who has the blue bubble gum. We see him essentially recruit Loki. And one thing I really loved about Mobius as a character, Mark, before I pass it off to you, was how he held Loki accountable. To everything. And he's like, no, tell me what you were going to be. I want to be a king. Why do you want to be a king? And what what are you going to do once you're king? And then he shows him the hits that we talked about. And I thought, I think Owen Wilson is such a great casting here, Mark. I six out of six this casting. And I really hope they do not kill him at the end of the season or they do not place him somewhere else. I A guy like that, I, I worry that he could be gone after this season just because he's that big enough of an actor. What's your perspective on that? Yeah, I would just agree with you on great cast. I think, yeah, six out of six casting for him and how he's played the character. I don't really know about Mo- a ton about Mobius. Uh, I always, when I first was seen, I was like, Morbius is going to be in this? Morbius is going to be the TVA guy? I, I do. Jared Leto is going to be in this? Um, but yeah, when I really, you know, obviously figured it out. Uh, yeah, it was just yeah, that very much, very much a detective vibe. Very much like he's trying, you know, we got a little glimpse into... Clearly, there's something bigger here and, you know, reveals at the end of this, you know, series or episode that, hey, there's some time variant who is disrupting time, killing people, killing, uh, you know, these Minutemen, and they need to stop them or stop them or her. Or well, and they could Mephisto, potentially whatever. be creating new timelines and that could create a whole set of problems that we address in other movies you're just saying this made me think of the that device that they have where they show the time variance and they're like you know it's about to get to the red line 
So I wonder what that means. I would like, like, I'm just thinking of this now. The timelines you mean? You said time variance because Loki is a time variant. Oh my bad. Yeah, the timeline where it shows. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. The de- in one of the scenes in the device, I think it's uh, the first time we see. I don't know if it's in France or a different place that Owen Wilson's or Mobius is in, but you see the little device and it's showing like the you know the arc going towards this red line. So I wonder what happens if that line you know touches the red line or the original you know multiverse line branches off and goes above this like danger red line what would happen yeah i don't know i i wonder if it gets clipped or if that timeline becomes canon through the further like if it hasn't even happened yet too i wonder if that hasn't happened or do like the timekeepers get involved or 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 like you just said like is that a timeline that just can't be fixed yeah i don't know so like that's how that's how time and maybe the person or even if it is loki or whoever the reason why they're trying to do all these, you know, different splits is to create this multiverse. Like, they want a multiverse back. Like, maybe it's an ancient being who lived during the time before one single multiverse to have several different verses. Yeah. that That's... I just feel like I'm too far in the weeds now. I need you to, I need you to take my hand and drag me back to the path. No, 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 no. This is a great question, and for sure we will get an answer on the subject. Because they showed it to us two times. Like, they showed the device they looked at. So I, I, I'm with you there. I, I think that is a question. Like, we need to know what these... What is that that thing that resets the timeline? What does that do? Does that, like, stop everybody that's on the planet and reset them to, like, a specific moment? What are, what are these all these different types of weapons and machines and gobbledygooks that they're using how do they work I, I i want i want more details on those because i firmly firmly believe the tva is here to stay for a little bit and i think they're going to pop up in other series i think loki is just the perfect way to describe it and have a journey that doesn't affect anybody else yet so people can get a good feeling about how this this all works another thing that people might want to know too about mobius if you've heard that term from a mobius strip in mathematics, a Mobius strip band or loop, also spelled Mobius or Mobius, like M-O-E-B-I-U-S, is a surface with only one side and only one boundary curve. The Mobius strip is the simplest non-orientable surface. It can be realized as a ruled surface. And obviously, we know the Mobius strip as a fan of the MCU from when Tony Stark discovered how to time travel. He made that through a Mobius strip in his house. I Mobius to me is already becoming a fan favorite. I I think he's for me in the Disney Plus series so far. Aside from maybe Agatha is probably my favorite character we've met so far in this, and I I think he did a great job. I also what did you think of Loki uh, being revealed as DB Cooper in the sacred timeline? Mark, were you thrilled about that? I know you love those kinds of stories about people like that. No, yeah, I actually thought that was pretty clever. I don't know if that's. If- if that's done in the comics or someone, you know, the writer's like, hey, let's have this be like a little little gag for like a highlight reel. Um, but yeah, D.B. Cooper's never found. So maybe Loki in our multiverse is the, re- is the real D.B. Cooper. Do you think the TVA's in the quantum realm? It makes me think, I don't remember if it's in the last Ant-Man or oh if it's an gosh. Endgame. It's where question. like we see that, pa- we see the panning of the city. Like, okay, let's go back. Loki, we, you know, we see them walking through one of the buildings and we see, like, what this TVA city looks like. And instantly I looked to my beautiful wife, Kelly, and said, this kind of looks like the city that we saw in I in one of, the, one of the times they went to the Quantum Realm, which I think it was Endgame, where you saw that little city in the background. You know what I'm talking about? Or maybe it was Ant-Man 2. Well, and, and canonically, in the comics... that technically is the last city before the timeline was erased. And I forget how it got erased. I think it has something to do with the Phoenix force. Actually, I could be way off on that. Somebody, somebody out there is, is totally pushing their glasses up. Well, actually max writing a tweet right now. They're well, actually me right now, but, but to my understanding, Mark, that is the last civilization and they're separate of the timeline. So I but that's a really good question. It would be a sweet twist I think in this series to let them be in that area and let Ant-Man and let Scott Lang, dumb Scott Lang be the one navigating all this and now he's a variant too. It's very possible and maybe that's, you know, he's chasing Kang and that's how he 
you know, gets there, or like, you know, Kang and, you know, forces Ant-Man there or something. I don't know. Do you think Kang is like a former TVA member or boss turned rogue? Or do you think he's just from this future city and he's like, no, I don't want it to end. He like knows it's about to end. Where do you oh, think maybe. Kang is fitting oh, into this? Like, do, are we going to see Kang in this series? Because I, you know what, I I firmly believe that we are. Like, I think I, we are too. I really like, do. I, I say he's more likely a Mephisto, even though I will also die on that sword. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly believe Kang. Like, I just like he has to show up. Like, if he's going to be a villain, that's what I'm saying. There has to be a big bad at the end of the series to be like, okay, so that's you know, kind of like at the, um. Which one was? Yeah, it was the end of the last of in not the last Avengers, the first Avengers movie where we the end scene is Thanos finally, yeah, like you know, I'll do it myself. So that's the one thing the MCU is missing right now. I completely agree with you, Mark. They're missing a face as the bad. And where you, other people have said like maybe they want maybe the next Avengers movie will be Avengers disassembled. So it's like we really want them not together. Oh yeah, I I firmly believe disassembled is coming. Simply from the arc of WandaVision. And maybe that's where these different timelines come into play, where they've, you know, splintered off, where we come back around when there truly is a bigger villain, overarching villain that's, you know, affecting all the different timelines, you know, Fantastic Four timeline, mutant timeline, current timeline, other weird tom- timelines where Tom Cruise is Tony Stark or whatever, and they all have to come together, kind of like Crisis Infinite Earths DC, cough, cough, and fight the common villain to then uniform back the multiverse and you know you take all the good parts and put them into one we get another nightmare drop here too mark did we oh yeah the, they the, reference the, nightmare yep, the, again the um its own department for nightmare yeah like for the being that that doctor strange fights like come on dude like that's what this I'm saying. is like, so connected that, this is crazy that's what i'm saying it's like there's no way they can excuse like they did in wandavision for all their like you know oh i didn't know mephisto was a thing we just put a bug there to, you know because we thought it was cool versus like Such there baloney. are so Such many baloney. so many yeah. easter eggs in this where it's like if you if you did this not on purpose the coincidence is just insane that 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 would happen I will concede that the coincidence can be insane for Loki. Like, for episode one. But if it happens again, and we get some very, like, on-the-nose Mephisto reference, that's going to be ridiculous. We get, like, him walking in the woods, like that yeah. Bigfoot, like, video from, like, the 50s, where he's just, like, walking. It's like, who was that? Not Mephisto, as all the writers say for Loki. You, you would be so mad. You'd be so mad if we got something like that and everyone denied that it was Mephisto. Yeah, I, I wonder, dude. This is this is interesting. I, I also wonder if they're going to do a Loki Avengers team-up style for season two. Like, I'm going way ahead of schedule here, right? But I, I really think, like, we are going to see a bunch of Lokis in this series, played by potentially other actors. I think we might even see... Matt Damon. Th- this, I'm going I'm to call my shot right here. I think Chris Hemsworth is going to show up in this season. And I think Chris Hemsworth is either going to play Thor in some capacity, or he's going to reverse roles with Loki in another timeline, and Loki will be the favorite brother, and Thor will be not be the favorite brother. Isn't in the trailer where Loki's sitting on the throne, so, like, there's got to be something where either Thor is not the, the favored, or Thor is the enemy or something. I just think Chris Hemsworth is going to be in this for sure. And also, um, Chris Evans, you know, had come back and did some filming so like does he show up in this because different timelines like that's a very possible thing or like you said prior chris evans is coming back sometime because again they've had opportunities in falcon and the winter soldier to say he's dead but they haven't said he's dead they've said he's gone and also he's on the moon he they put time through scott lang yep so they know how to de-age people captain america is coming back I, I just, I'm sorry. He, excuse me. Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers, Captain America, is coming back. No. Sam Steve. Wilson, Captain America, is staying where he's at. But we're going to see that. Nomad. Did you like the robot reference at the beginning when they asked him if he had a soul? <laughs> how, hard, how hard did you laugh on a scale of one to six? Um, well, maybe a three. I didn't laugh super hard. I thought it was funny 
where he then contemplated whether or not he may be a robot or not. That is when I laughed. That was my five out of six laugh. Yeah, that, that one was pretty funny. But then, made, like, when he asked the question, basically, like, you know, this must happen a lot to ask this question. So. <laughs> yeah, or when he, I loved, too, when he asked out loud in the line. I forget what he asked, but then the, the Minuteman, uh, Tara Strong's clock character. Yep. Word for word repeats everything he says. The weapon of how they destroy people is also crazy to see. It is, but I want to back up to that thing he walked through, like that, where it printed off an aurora. Yes. And not like an actual picture of him. So I wonder an if, aura, that's, yes. if that's going to come into play later on in some fashion. Because I, I thought that was just a neat detail, if that's all it was. It's just crazy to me that we're going to start talking about timeline auras, timeline variants, multiverses, in, in a way that is so unique and able to actually be tracked logistically. All while on top of all this, you mentioned it earlier, they, they detained a scroll. So we still have to talk about scrolls, right? Like, are scrolls potentially going to be engaged? In, like, it, like, when they go down the eventual scroll versus Cree war, does the TVA have anything to do with that? Obviously, we've got to talk about Avengers Disassembled. Does TVA know that the world has to end at the hands of Wanda and then they're going to try to figure out how to stop it and the TVA is trying to stop them? Like, or maybe, or like, how does this all play out? Like, does Wanda create the X Men? Do the X Men come from a multiverse? I, there's tons of questions that open themselves up in this and literally branched out ways, just like in their timeline that they're referencing here. Uh, this show has me spinning in a lot of ways. I, I don't really have a coherent thought today past I believe that Chris Hemsworth is coming back and I think we're going to see an Avengers-style version of Loki's that take on the TVA in some capacity. I, I think I think Owen Wilson is a good guy, but I think everybody else in the TVA is working for somebody that's bad, and I don't know who that is, and, and maybe it is Well, Kane. technically, all the TVA people would be working for the timekeepers as you know they created them. But who's talking to the timekeepers, right? Like I, that's that's. Well, the think other of it thing. like this, Max. You know, let's go biblical. The timekeepers could literally directly talk to all of them at once in their mind. Yeah, but Wunmi Masako's character, she made it very clear. Or was it was it uh, Ravona Renslayer? Ravona Renslayer. R bleh, Ravona Renslayer. Yeah, it was. It was. So Ravona Renslayer. Renslayer Ugh, that word's so hard. Yeah, she said she dictates. She's what they the one dictate. that said she she got the directive from the timekeepers. Well, how do we verify that? And that's what that's what goes into like: are these organic beings, or are they some type of like hybrid, you know, cyborg type thing, or total robots? Or are they from the future and they're preventing anything from changing their future? I don't know. Maybe that's the question I have. And that's what you go with time travel shows, man. There's so many options. There's so many variants. I don't know if I fully believe that they were created. I don't know if I buy that yet. I think that oh. might be a lie. So they just became? No, I'm saying I think they are our future. So to kind of use the analogy of another movie or, or another property, I'd say Tenet. How in Tenet, oh the protagonist <laughs> is fighting the future people. Yep. I think it's the same concept here. And I think Loki is going to find that out. I think Owen Wilson's going to find that out. Because Owen Wilson's not giving these vibes of like betrayal. He is, pure, he is pretty pure-hearted. Like He helps the kid out at the beginning. He works with Loki, and he's trying to redeem Loki. He's holding him accountable, but he's he's really working hard with Loki. Yeah, but maybe he's also gaslighting Loki, and he's really good at that. So then he no, can we already did a gaslighting gold. movie. You can't do another gaslighting <laughs> movie. We already did that with Captain Marvel. Stop. <laughs> Just saying. You know that. Be better than that. You're right. I, I want to be better than this because I want Loki to actually be good. You're right, man. Uh, do you do you want that to be the arc at the end of this? Do we want a redemptive arc for him, or do we want him to kind of stay? anti-hero a little bit i think well i don't know if you can really give him a redemptive arc because we we already got that we gotta get something different from him that's what i mean that's 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 why i ask like i was talking with my beautiful wife kelly about this are we gonna get where he kind of at the end of the series or however they end this where he kind of becomes a good guy again and then they just the tva because like what you're saying like maybe there's a bigger villain so like he doesn't go back to where he was and he gets placed into the current mcu timeline and just like hey i already saw everything just like in i related it to the movie beer fest when um the people who made super troopers made this like beer competition olympic movie and the guy who plays farva and super troopers 
dies in Beer Fest, and at his funeral, his twin brother comes back, and he tells the group, be like, hey, just treat me like my brother, like, no one, you know, like, you know, I was there the whole time. Like, I just feel like that's gonna happen with Loki. He's just gonna come back and fit right back in. So, that they're, they answer your question the long way. That is a tricky part of the show. Because the way it ended for him in in Infinity War was very, in my opinion at least, it felt really clean, pure, and crisp. Well, and he led with his left hand, so clearly it wasn't the real Loki, so whatever. You're still in that camp, huh? <laughs> someone's got to in this group. Yeah, someone's got to play <laughs> Mephisto's advocate. Hey, as long as the conspiracy that. stays alive, it lives. <laughs> fair. Or as long That's as we talk fair. about the conspiracy, it lives. Any other things from Loki uh, episode one that you want to talk about, Mark? We were all over the place today, guys, but we this is how we do it, and we, we want to talk about a lot of it. Do you think Loki is the villain? I'll, I'll end with that before before I ask that question. Do I think all Loki is a villain, or the Loki is the villain? <laughs> oh no, Max, you left. No, Max, no. You left me. Max. Max. Max, I'm rejoining you. Yeah, like this call dropped. Um, okay, so I, I, yes, I didn't stop recording. Oh, well, okay, no, well, I, yeah, that's, that, that, and that's, that's the question I'm asking. It's both in. Do you think it's going to be a Loki, someone named Loki? I don't know. It's, it's tough to say. I mean, why would, why would Mobius say that, hey, we're hunting you? As a variant, which then makes me think, like, at what point did a different Loki become a variant and then decided to hunt everything down? Um, so, yeah, maybe that's the red herring. Like, we actually are, you know, fighting Loki, but, like, really, this variant Loki is actually a pawn of, like, Kang or Galactus or someone else bigger. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure we'll get a Loki versus Loki fight. Maybe we'll get two Lokis fighting one Loki. Maybe we'll get a legion of Lokis fighting a legion of Lokis. I don't know. <laughs> a legion of Lokis. And maybe it's Mephisto who can, you know, in this timeline, <laughs> you know, morph into what looks like a Loki to, you know, get people off his trail. Gosh, they're go you know they're going to do a M Mephisto one day. They have to now because so many people have asked for it. We'll show him and kill him right away. Just be like, there you go. You saw him. He's gone. No more. We're done. Anything else you want to chat about before we head to the top five? I was gonna. I was gonna ask. We brought it up. Like, are we gonna get like a an actual Avenger for an episode or two? And you're you're thinking it's gonna be Thor. Yes, I think it's Thor. No question. I think that's the easy choice, and you know makes the most sense, given that it's Loki. But I'm going. I I want to still go that it's you know current Steve Rogers. Like, wow, that's what I want. Or like what you said. Like it was that Peggy and Steve that came through that that portal. So like. Well, it didn't look like Steve, but it did look like Peggy. It's not going to be, but those are the kinds of things that I would love to see come to fruition down the line of like, oh, it was behind you the whole time, right? Um, they did do that in Spider-Man, technically, with um, Mysterio. So who's to say they wouldn't do it again here? I also think Friga and Coulson are going to be in this, and I'd put a small wager on that because they had just such a big portion of today's episode I just feel like that's low-hanging fruit. I feel like that's totally going to happen. So, yeah, that's just my perspective on it. I Does Loki wield uh, Mjolnir in an episode in this series? Ooh, that's a great question. Oh, my goodness. Mark, that's one of the best questions we've ever asked on this show. You're welcome. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, only because I want to see it. Because mm -hmm. you, you got to think in a timeline, he's got to be worthy for it. Fair. Yeah. That's a great question, Mark. Loki got a thunder. And we both, oh my goodness. 
Well, and that that's to me why I think there's going to be some arc where we find out that in a timeline, he's the good brother and then Thor yeah. is the bad brother. I'd love so to maybe see that's it. the arc and that's how we see it. And in the, tra- in the trailer, we see basically New-, New York fallen, like destroyed. So it'd be interesting to see what that turns into. Yeah, and that looks like Black Widow in the trailer. So maybe we see Scarlett Johansson or a different version of Black Widow played by somebody else. And that's the other tidbit just to think about. Like, this is supposed to lead up to the release of Black Widow, you know, coming. So I wonder if there's going to make any ties to that. I don't think that those two would tie just given the circumstances of everything. But maybe we'll see. I mean, dude, nothing's on the table. All right, real quick. Let's head to the top five. We're going in three, 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 Season one. We're going to call it season one right now, Mark. We're going to call it season one because it sounds like they're going to get a second season of Loki. Since it's only two of us, we will go in uh, back-to-back order. Any honorable mentions for you, Mark? Everything else I don't talk about. Okay, the rest of the episode. (laughs) Okay, good for you, good for you. Uh, I'll start with number five. My number five is Owen Wilson as Mobius. I think this is one of those spot-on acting choices that the MCU has made in a while. Again, aside from Agatha, I think this is... I would put him above John Walker even. I think he's just been really, really crushing it this episode. I know John Walker, played by Wyatt Russell, was a total D-bag. But (laughs) I, for whatever reason, think Owen Wilson is just knocking it out of the park already. And I love his chemistry with Tom Hiddleston. I think it's going to pay off in the long run. So my number five is Owen Wilson as Mobius. Oh, we're going back and forth like the old days? Yeah, we're going to go back and forth this time because it's only two of us. All right. Now I'm I'm all done with it. Okay, my number five is another Nexus reference. Because to me, that just, you know, Galactus, Silver Surf, Surfer, King, whoever else associated with Nexus, Scarlet Witch, you know. There's so so many weeds that can be played through with more Nexus references. So that's my number five. Um, number f- oh, go ahead, number four. I was saying, my number four is Loki's journey to basically... Um, come to terms with his current situation because you see like you know we get it in very quick manner or actually we don't know how long it really is because he says Mobius says time you know is different here in the TVA but you know his realization where hey I'm proud to, of what I've done but then seeing what happens to me and what I do in the future kind of like humanizes him in a sense and then comes to grips like, all right, I'd rather help, you know, or at least not die, basically, with that weapon and help Owen Wilson while probably figuring out how he can survive and not have to, you know, go back to the timeline or be eliminated. So that's number number four. My number four is recapping Endgame, right? I think what you're saying is completely valid. I would go the opposite direction. I liked how they recapped everything. I also liked how we got that short scene and we we got to get reacclimated with who this Loki was before he stepped into Thor, the Dark World. And I thought the recap of Endgame in the first five minutes of this episode did a great job of that. And so recapping of Endgame is very broad, but I thought that was really good too. My number three is that this episode was 50 minutes. I think that Marvel heard the calls early on. I really do think that, Mark. I think it. Hey, and those think, emails you sent to Feige finally panned out for you. <laughs> those tweets. Those rotten tweets that I was tweeting. Yeah, I, I was very pleased that this episode was long. It felt like the perfect amount of time. When the episode ended, I was like, good, I'm full. I'm ready to wait for next week. <laughs> I really, really hope all six episodes are the length that it is. It looks right now like that will be the case. And I really, really appreciate that because they have a lot of story to tell. And I think it's going to require a lot of dialogue to get it accomplished. So that is my number three, Mark. Uh, My number three is when Mobius and Loki were talking about, um, you know, being, or I think Loki was talking about being like, was it like top conqueror, like top bad guy type of stuff. 
And Mobius basically says, well, you're more like a pussycat. I LOL'd super hard. Um, when he referred, when Loki thought he was this big bad guy and Mobius is like, nah, in our books, you're, you know, not as bad. I did, did. Do you not remember that at all? No, I, I not only remember it, I, I would echo in the sense of I love how humbled Loki got in this show, Yeah, this episode. Just in one episode of 50 minutes, he's completely humbled and stripped down to his bare bones. For sure. Um, and my number two is Loki also being the villain, question mark. I was, because uh, you don't really see, like when they go back to like 1858, like you see like the shadow figure who, you know, has super like thousand year, you know, a thousand years in the future tech with them. And we just see like this cloaked figure. So is it Loki? Is it not? We'll find out. My number two was the Nexus referenced being referenced a second time as well. To add on to what you're saying, I think it's fat. It's going to be fascinating to see what Scar- how Scarlet Witch plays in all this. Is she the answer to the problem or is she the reason the problem exists? I think it could be both and. I think it could be either or. That's not really a, a statement. That's really broad. I just said it could be anything. However, <laughs> I would simply say that I think Scarlet Witch is the catalyst for how things will go moving forward. Mm. I don't mm-hmm. know if she is fully in, it when, in regards to time travel, though, the bad guy. I do think on Earth, just with them in their Avengers bubble on in New York, she is a threat. In a grand scope multiverse sense, I think she's going to be the key to solving the riddle, if I would say that. So, my number one was Loki finding out about the stones being paperweights. I thought this was amazing. I thought this was well written. This was the most shocking part of this show. We touched on it a little bit on the front end of this episode, but I really, really believe that this was one of the wisest choices they've made so far in the MCU to basically take these MacGuffins off the board and do it in a way that was comical, that was very meta, and spoke to, hey, we understand that these things are crazy and that they're ridiculous and that they've been feared for this whole time. And then to watch Loki have the internal dialogue of how do I get into power now? Oh, it's going to be through the TVA. So, yes, while I agree he is doing things for good, I do think in the back of his head, Mark, he is going to try to work his way through the rankings of being in the TVA and potentially even leading it. I... I there's a chance that this series could end with Loki being in charge of all this, too. I, I think that's a very, very real possibility. Uh, with all, seeing all those Infinity Stones, it made me think, like, there's a ton of stories behind all those Infinity Stones and, like, who had possession of them. And to the point where the TV had to step in and be like, nope, you don't get these. So, I like your number one. Um, my number one is when they're in France and... Mobius is, you know, they're investigating another murder in the timeline. Uh, the kid comes into the church. Um, you know, has this, and the other thing that was mind blowing is like he has this device and shows the kid. The kid probably has no idea what's what that is, and then he notices his, you know, mouth is blue and probably in his mind he's like, oh, "There's nothing in the city that could do that." And, you know, pulls out candy basically, and then you know also asks the kid like, "Hey." what did the guy look like or whoever it looked like points up to the stained glass giant cathedral window and it's the devil. So if that's not a big arrow shot that the devil, AKA Mephisto is not behind this or at least this killing, then, you know, I don't know, man, that's my number one. People said Mephisto was not in this, and all of a sudden, hey, who was the guy who just killed this? Oh, Satan. Mephisto. Okay. The only reason that I think it's probably not is because Loki is the god of mischief, and if it's another version of Loki, they could create an illusion. Very true. And that's the other thing, like, you know, but both could go both ways, though. Uh, Exactly. I'm not, I am, in regards to your passion and how you and I both think that Mephisto is in the background still in something... I'm not backing down on that with you either. Well, and we got Nightmare, too, so that's where it's like... Yeah, totally. I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. Those are our lists. You can uh, send us your list on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can also email us your list so we can read it on the air The inf- at the Infinity Bros... At, excuse me. Infinity Bros Podcast at gmail.com.
gmail.com. Mark, this was a great episode. We got into the weeds, but not too deep. Not too deep indeed, sir. We could have gone super deep, deeper than ever before, but we saved everyone an extra hour of their life. No doubt. If you want to hear some recaps that we've had, you can check out our WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier episodes. We will do these every week for every episode. So you'll start hearing us on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, or Fridays uh, moving forward based on how our weeks look. And you can check us out on theinfinitybros.com. You can also check us out on Discord and Twitch. We are streaming a ton right now. So you can hear from Infinity Bro Isaac, Infinity Bro Robbie, Infinity Bro Jarrett. Those guys are absolutely kicking butt on Twitch. So please make sure you check those guys out. All you have to do is click the link tree in the show notes. It'll take you right to all those things. We would love it if you're still here and you haven't done so yet. If you would leave a rating for our podcast, it would mean the world to us. We'll read it on the air, and also you will be entered into an exclusive drawing to win an Infinity Gauntlet, and then you can put that on your uh, on your desk as a paperweight as well to be like the TVA. So um, as always, we love you guys 3,000, and we will talk to you soon. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. Hey. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.